Discerning Hearts provides content dedicated to those on the spiritual journey. To continue production of these podcasts, prayers, and more, go to discerninghearts.com and click the donate link found there or inside the free Discerning Hearts app to make your donation. Thanks and God bless. Discerninghearts.com presents Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. Monsignor Essif is a priest in the Diocese of Scranton, Pennsylvania. He has served as a retreat director and confessor to St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. He continues to offer direction and retreats for the Sisters of the Missionaries of Charity. Monsignor Essif encountered St. Padre Pio, who would become a spiritual father to him. He has lived in areas around the world, serving in the Pontifical Missions, a Catholic organization established by St. Pope John Paul II to bring the good news to the world, especially to the poor. He continues to serve as a retreat leader and director to bishops, priests, sisters, seminarians, and other religious leaders. Building a Kingdom of Love. Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Well, what's on your heart today, Monsignor? Today, you know, I actually believe that when I give this talk today, our listeners, no matter who you are, you don't have to be a Catholic to listen, because the first reading of today is really addressed to the people of the whole world on this first Sunday of Lent. It goes right back to the origin of all of mankind. So if you're from India, if you're from China, if you're from Africa, but now this is the reading from the book of Genesis. Genesis means the beginning the origin of all things. This isn't only about the Jewish family. This is about mankind. The Lord God formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And so man became a living being. You, as a human have a soul. You have a spirit, and it came from God. You were made to his image. (sighs) The breath, the breath of God. Where did you come from? You came from the hand of God. No, you're not animals. You are a man and a woman. Thus the Lord God planted a garden in Eden in the east, and placed there the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, the Lord God made various trees that were delightful to look at and good for food. With the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the animals that the Lord God had made. The serpent asked the woman, Did God really tell you not to eat from any of the trees of the garden? The woman answered the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden. It is only about the fruit of the tree in the middle of the garden that God said, You shall not eat of it, or even touch it, lest you die. 
But the serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. No, God knows well that the moment you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God's. The woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eye, and desirable for gaining wisdom. So she took some of the fruit and ate it, and she also gave it to her husband, who was with her, who ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed themselves leaves together, and made loincloths for themselves. We are all under the power of sin, and we are all under the power of death, each one of us. If you are listening to me, your origin is that you inherited from your first parents. Every human being, children of Adam and Eve, are under the power of sin, under the power of Satan, and we'd have death. It's universal. And so all of us have to resolve this problem of how are we going to live our lives. Paul tells us when Moses received the law, when he came down from the mountain with the Ten Commandments, did that help the Jews keep the law? No. All it did was magnify their sin. By that, it didn't mean that greater sins come into the world, because as immediately after Adam and Eve ate it, Cain kills his brother. The disorder came into the whole world, so every human being has received this throughout the entire universe. And all of us came. You know, there was a flood, and then Noah, mankind starts over again. But still in all, we're all from this one family. But the Jews that Moses is telling this to, the Ten Commandments which God gave them, did they begin to keep the law? Not at all. The first three commandments, thou shalt love the Lord your God with your whole heart, thou shalt not make images and all the laws contrary to God, not take the name of the Lord your God in vain, keep holding the Sabbath day. All of those didn't help us love God anymore. We failed to love God. We failed to love our neighbor, and Moses was a sinner, and the prophets were sinners. But now there is one who came into the world, and this is the one that is our Savior, and that I want to tell you about, that is told told to us in today's gospel. It's a gospel that was given to us by Matthew. And we read at that time that Jesus was led by the Holy Spirit, into the desert, to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, and after was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. So that same devil who went after our first parents is now coming after Jesus. Remember that the Jews were in the desert for 40 years. 
Now, in imitation of this, Jesus fasts for 40 days and 40 nights. Then the devil took him up to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple. There he is now in Jerusalem and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, the devil can quote scripture, he will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they shall bear you up, lest you you dash your foot against a stone. So Jesus is tempted by that second temptation, the first and the second. Jesus answered him, again it is written, you shall not Put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a glance and said to him, All these I shall give you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. There there we have it now. He wants Jesus to adore him. At this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you adore and worship, and him alone you shall serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. These three temptations, when they were in the desert for those 40 years, in imitation, Jesus goes into the desert for 40 days. What Matthew is doing is showing how the Jews went for 40 years in the desert and wandering about. Jesus, he's going to be our savior, because also going to be tempted in the same way as the Jews. What was the first temptation they had? They wanted to eat. They grumbled against Moses because they had nothing to eat. And you brought us into this desert, and we are going to die. And so God sends them manna from heaven. But that was their first temptation, doubting God, going against the later. And that's why Jesus said, man does not live by bread alone. What is your particular area of temptation? And then he takes him up to to the temple. Throw yourself down. You will not dash your foot against a stone because the angels will save you. But don't put God to the test. What do the Jews do in the desert? Their second temptation was to murmur against God who had taken them out into the desert, and they did not trust that God would bring them through in the desert. And so they came to Moses, and they were complaining and complaining. And that's when God sent serpents among them. And he held the serpent that he put on the bronze staff that saved them from the serpents that were going to, and many of them did die. And finally, the third temptation was that Moses had gone up into the mountain and come down with the laws of worshiping God alone. And while he was gone, what did they do? They adored the golden calf. The three temptations that the Jews went through in those 40 years, and were overcome by, Jesus went through and resisted the devil. And so Jesus overcomes Satan. Jesus overcomes sin. And now Jesus is also going to overcome death. 
when you received your ashes on Ash Wednesday, you were reminded right on your forehead, remember, man, that you are dust, and unto dust you shall return. Or the priest would say, repent and believe the good news of the gospel. Change your ways like Jesus, who overcame the temptations of the devil. You too will make a Lenten journey of these 40 days. And so here we have a powerful teaching in the Mass today. How do I do it? You see, your Lenten journey will lead to, through these next 40 days, will lead to your baptism renewal on Holy Saturday. 40 days is the Lenten journey. What's the story for the journey for you? We read in St. Paul's letter to the Romans, and this is such a powerful teaching from Romans 12. Brothers and sisters, through one man, sin entered the world, and through sin, death. And then death came to all men, insomuch as all have sinned. For up to this time of the law, sin was in the world. But death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over those who did not sin after the pattern of the trespass of Adam, who is the type of the one who was to come. But the gift is not like the transgression. In other words, your sin that you received from all of the ages, all down through since Adam and Eve until this. And the gift is not like the result of the one who sinned. For after one sin, there was the judgment that brought condemnation. But the gift, that is Jesus Christ, after many transgressions, brought acquittal. For if by the transgression of the one, that is Adam and Eve, death came to reign through the one, how much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and of the gift of justification come to reign in life through the one Jesus Christ? God has sent Jesus Christ, who overcame the devil, and on Easter overcame death and overcomes sin. That Jesus, on Easter, when he was risen, it isn't only that Jesus suffers and dies and rises. To each of you who are Catholic and Christian, through your baptism, you have been united with this Jesus, who in the Gospel today of Matthew, overcame the devil. And on Easter, overcame death, and overcame sin. You have been grafted into Christ. And the old ways of Adam and Eve, the old ways of sin and Satan, 
that had followed mankind all through the ages down to this magnificent man God, Jesus Christ, who suffered, who died, and rose. On this first Sunday of Lent, you are continuing in your journey. During these days, there is an invitation. It's for all of mankind. If you have never been evangelized, if you have never heard the gospel, this is the gospel. Mankind through Adam and Eve have come under the power of sin and Satan and death. Because of Jesus Christ who came into the world, who died 33 years later on the cross and who rose from the dead, has given to us the Holy Spirit who came upon the apostles and through the church is inviting us today with these readings and with this preparation over the next 40 days to prepare. If you have been evangelized, to go more deeply into that divine life which is in you, the life of faith, the life of love, the life of hope, the life that is filled with all of the gifts and the blessings of the Holy Spirit, that he may come alive in you and that you may be a witness to the world. On this first Sunday of Lent, I invite all of you on the whole world to renew your baptismal vows over these next 40 days or to consider being baptized. You are in the dark without Jesus. He is the light of the world. He alone has come to bring us redemption. These 40 days of prayer these 40 days of fasting, these 40 days of almsgiving, wherever you are in the world, prepare yourself for baptism. Prepare yourself to go more deeply, you who have been baptized, to become one with Jesus Christ. Monsignor, today at cathedrals throughout the world, there'll be many who will come forward to encounter their bishop, their archbishop, maybe a cardinal, to be encouraged to continue on this journey of purification and enlightenment. They'll be, they're going through RCIA programs and, and looking for initiation into the church. And as you were just talking about, this is in time where it's not so much about learning, from what I heard you say. It's not about learning more about the church or church history or anything like that. It's more about growing deeper in that encounter, isn't it? You see, Jesus cares for you. Until you, the person cares for you, you really aren't concerned about what he knows. So it's not knowing that you will get to care for him. Jesus cares for you. Jesus came down from heaven and became a human, just like you, of the Virgin Mary. And he was full of divine care, full of divine love. Jesus cares for you. He is so in love with you. Once you know 
that he cares for you, then you'll want to know what he knows. He will teach you through these days. But your interest and your wanting to know him will come because he cares for you. And that divine life and that divine love is reaching out to you right now. Not only to those who have come to the cathedral, but every place in the world. His divine heart. This program is known as the kingdom of love. He is a king of love. And once you experience this love that he has for you, then you want to know more about him. And I hope for the next 40 days, you will want to know more about his kingdom. I would imagine on this journey, you'll, you'll take us deeper and deeper into that encounter. Is there anything that you would have us do to prepare each day? Is there a prayer maybe in the morning or some type of activity that you would hope we would engage in to kind of foster this encounter? Did you notice in this first encounter with Jesus in the scriptures, very much centered was the, the devil and the opposition that he brings to us. And very much in this first encounter was the temptation. The ordinary activity of Satan on that journey is going to be temptation. There's a, a prayer that one of the, our ancestors who fell, King David, was a magnificent man. God loved King David. But he sinned. He fell from grace and he sinned. He has a very famous prayer of, of sorrow, and it's Psalm 51. Be merciful, O Lord, for we have sinned. We join David in saying during this time, Be merciful, O Lord. I would say, in this beginning of Lent, to begin your Lenten journey with an awareness of your own sinfulness, with an awareness of the fact that you have fallen away from God, to begin to recognize, be merciful to me, O Lord, for we have sinned. You have to awaken to the fact that you are on a road of self-destruction, a road of death, and a road of darkness. Until you turn around, conversion, that's what repent means, convert, to turn around. God has never left you. Where is God? You have put your face away from him. Turn your face around and look at God. Be converted. Turn around. And you can't really turn around unless you're aware that we are facing in the wrong direction. We have sinned. Then the other prayer that I would encourage you to pray is the Our Father. There are two great lines in that that very much center in on the readings of today. You say, lead us not into temptation. Ask God to get you off the road of temptation. Our mother Eve fell, our father Adam, tempted and fell and found out they were naked. They, they failed. They disobeyed God. They disobeyed his command. 
through the temptation. What is your temptation? What is there that you are failing to do that God is asking you to do? Jesus gave us a prayer, and you say it to the Father. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. That's what he gave us the power to do in the gospel today. The gospel was Jesus up against Satan, head to head, and he in you and through you and with you. If you have been falling, what is your weakness? Are you jealous? Are you lustful? Are you angry and hateful, unforgiving? What is it that you need to change? Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And so for these next days, what we will do is on this journey that you have through Lent, we will be consistent in pointing out the temptation and the fall, which today's gospel leads us to, and asking God to be merciful to us and aware that we're sinners as we try and turn toward God. Whoever you are, if you are looking for happiness and life with God, ask God to help you convert and change your life, to get off the road of darkness onto the road of light. And if you know what it is that takes you on that wrong path, whatever that temptation is, ask God to lead you not into temptation, but to deliver you from evil and the evil one. Amen. Final thought, Monsignor? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Amen. Psalm 51 Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone, have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born, a sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me here rejoicing in gladness, that the bones you have crushed me revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. 
A pure heart create for me, O God. Put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight, burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart you will not spurn. In your goodness, show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocausts offered on your altar. You've been listening to Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif. To hear and or to download this episode, along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, we hope that you will tell a friend about discerninghearts.com and join us next time for Building a Kingdom of Love, Reflections with Monsignor John Essif.